like any good Christmas story, Made Nate to See Christmas Special 2021 was not without hardship. Five friends had decided to celebrate, but one was too tired. In fact, they were all pretty fucking tired. But the show must go on, and there's no Christmas without a miracle. Through trials and tribulations, lost recordings, headaches, impossible stunt edits, Christmas was somehow saved this year too. Most welcome, and a very merry... <laughs> okay, here uh, we are now in a peculiar situation where we might not even have a Christmas episode. No, I think I think the way to go is... Is there a way to just edit him out? Yeah, I think it could be done. I mean, it's, it's easy because he's not there. <laughs> uh, there's probably... We don't have Dan's voice whatsoever. We have all the other voices. We put a thing in the beginning, a warning... Well, at least we got a nice uh, hangout out of it, but uh, yeah, I guess maybe no so product we'll... then. It's not like life and life and death. Uh, yeah, well, that's, that seems... Well, Walter, yeah, fuck. So right, let's well, think right. here. Let's think. What, what's the best way to go about things now? Um, so I, I, I think... Um, God damn it. <laughs> Hi, this is Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden. Have a great Christmas and a happy new year. Maiden A to Z Christmas. All right, hello and welcome to a very special Christmas edition of Made in A to Z. Um, uh, my name is Eric, and to my immediate, well, I guess my left, but poop, it doesn't really matter, this is not a video podcast, uh, my co-host Jonathan. Yeah, here I am, Jonathan. And... Eric on bass. Hello, Eric on bass. Hello there. That's a nice melody. Long time, no time, no, no here on this pod. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> It's been a very long time, actually, yeah. But I, I can't tell because I have business uh, with you all, all the time anyway these days, it's, yeah. it seems. That sounds that sounds way more shady than it actually yeah. is. <laughs> You've had a hell of a week. Yeah, a hell of a week uh, health-wise, but, uh, you know, my mind is right as rain, I think. Uh, <laughs> but what's it called again? That It was like a, a very uh, unflattering hand, name. Hand, foot and mouth disease in English. However, in Swedish, it's called Höstblåser which uh, translates to autumnal blisters, autumn blisters, which sounds like uh, something Opeth would give you if you're yeah. Yeah. <laughs> crashing in their it van. It sounds like an Opeth yeah. album from 2002. Yeah.
autumn blisters. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's it's been a rough week. But you know, I'm uh, I'm standing or I'm sitting down at the moment. But yeah, it's uh, <laughs> been do fun. You, do you still Not. practice? Do you practice bass when you're sick? Because that's uh, like a bit of a watershed. No, open pun intended. But it's a bit of a watershed. Some <laughs> some guys yeah. can't practice their instruments if they're sick because they feel it just feels wrong. Um, I I didn't play on on Tuesday when I had a pretty high fever. I I didn't feel much like doing anything. Uh, but after, like I think on Wednesday evening, I I practiced for like half an hour and and so so. I mean, I tried to squeeze in like an hour or so every every day uh, when my daughter has gone to bed. So I think I managed to actually play after that. But yeah, when when I have a fever, I don't feel like much like doing anything. Um, no, no, yeah. me neither. I can't. I can't even watch stuff because, it, but like the watching experience is also lessened. So I'm just waiting, basically. Yeah, I, I, I took my time. I, I managed to like squeeze out the most of being uh, <laughs> on wanting to do anything, and uh, I watched the entire uh, Get Back documentary. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, that's a good one. So I mean, I mean, the the first episode, however, I don't know if it was my fever, but I, f- I thought it was a bit slow and like it felt a bit. I mean. Having been in pretty much that situation, you know, not with that big of a budget, but, you know, with being in a band that's kind of dysfunctional at the moment, um, I mean, it felt a bit too close to home. So the first episode was a bit hard for me to watch. However, by the second episode, I was, like, sold. Like, when Paul Hmm. McCartney started playing, like, the the first, like, uh, starting to play... Get back and everything was like, oh, oh wow, yeah, this, this is amazing. This is amazing. It's so weird to see them in just like you know, like 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 you said. I mean, you've been in that situation. I've been in this situation. It's so weird to see you know the the Beatles, which are like for me, like I mean, you know, even they don't even have to be uh, your you know that they are they're one of my favorite bands. But even if not, if people like the, the people know who they are. They're so big. They're larger than life. It's like almost like a like yeah. they're almost like biblical figures yeah. in some degree. And then they're, they're 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 just they're doing the same shit that everyone else is doing when they're trying yeah, to record so, stuff. So that was. Uh, that was a good, good week, well spent in in being sick, and and it like if you consider, uh, like Ringo Starr, like he considering the amount of shit that he's got over the years, and then you consider the fact that he wasn't playing to a click track anytime at all, and they comped, uh, yeah. takes from his performances, yeah, like and, and like in the video he doesn't miss a beat, a no. single beat, he's like mm-hmm. on time every, it's amazing. But it's so like if you, I remember I saw something like a few years ago where he was on uh, some show showing off some of, or show, you know teaching some of his various uh, how he plays certain songs and it was I think it was Come Together and it was uh, Ticket to Ride and they're a lot weirder than you think yeah. they are so they, these are not easy things to play no but I I think I saw the same show he he's playing like left handed but he's yeah. not, he hasn't refurnished the kit so to speak no and so he's he's like starting the fills from the low tom yeah. That's why a lot of his fills are so weird for right-handed drummers because they start with the left hand. Yeah, backwards. We're here to celebrate some kind of Christmas. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. That's what we're supposed to be doing. So, um, so last year uh, we. Uh, I, I, I think it was just you and me last year we did this. If I if I recall, yeah, I'm very new we're, to it. Yeah, we're this. That, that was like our like maybe fifth episode. Not even that. Something like that. Very early. Um, so we decided. Or we decided we, need, we wanted to do something this year as well. Um, 
there's a sort of a vague plan last year. I don't, I don't know what the plan was last year. I don't even remember what you did last year, uh, really. I probably should have checked uh, It was like our first uh, uh, reconnecting with the, with the listeners that had connected with us, pretty much. Oh, yeah, well. So that was a good theme for a Christmas episode. It's like the first time you mentioned Greg, for example, and you didn't want to pronounce Deep Pasquale because you were sure you would fail. Uh, yeah, and I, uh, and I, I, yeah, Corky. and Phil, I did. So <laughs> Corky was in there too, uh, you know, right. by text. Anyway, that was, that was 2020. This is 2021. Uh, it's been a yeah. bit of an odd year, I think. We might talk more of, about that uh, on, on New Year's Eve, actually, because we got an mm-hmm. episode then too. Imagine someone who didn't like, who just, like someone were, were in a coma for like two years and just woke up now and like, huh? That'd be. What did I miss? Everything and nothing. But I mean, if we're, if we're strictly talking about the podcast, a lot happened at least, you know, because I think a year ago it was just fantasizing about, yeah, we could have a podcast band. And now we actually did play a, a show uh, with that we band. Did, we did, we did. Yeah, so um, some things happened. Our Maiden released an album. That was cool. That's pretty cool. We we've, we've vaguely touched on that. I'd <laughs> I, and I could start going back to shows for a bit at least. I'm not sure what it's like now. It seems like it's canceling again. Uh, I, I think right. things are going to slow down for a bit. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's been a pandemic year. Yeah, yeah. it's been yeah. cool. Another one. I had an idea that we could sort of talk about, like you know, Christmas music within metal. But just to kick that off, let us talk about uh, Mr. Arka has made something pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Would you like to tell us about that? Or I mean, sure, the people listeners are probably at this point aware of it, but still, let's basically you ask the question: What would happen if Maiden wrote a Christmas song? Yeah. Uh, and then you answered that question. I answered that question. <laughs> I can interview you if you want. You know, I can do an interview. You do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah you do that. So, you do that. So uh, I noticed you uh, uh, You went for What If Iron Maiden wrote a Christmas song. Was that like an idea of a clickbait type title? So that it would like provoke someone? Uh, like, this is going to be shit or something like that. Or was it just like, uh, that was your angle in? Because the song itself is not that Christmassy, right? No, it's not that Christmassy at all. At all. No, no jingle bells to be heard. <laughs> yeah. um, the word Christmas is mentioned a few times, though. Yeah. Uh, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. I think, I think it started with me having the idea for the title, like the the thumbnail title, the actual title, No Man's Land, yeah. or no, the the thumbnail title, the thumbnail the, title, the clickbait, what, basically. What if Iron yeah. Maiden wrote a Christmas song? Because I, uh, I I knew that it would be like clickbait provoking, so click that, click provoking. Uh, however, it kind of got a, a life of its own. I think I wrote it back in September, October, or something, like when you guys mm-hmm. had Blaze on. Okay. Mm. because i sent you guys the, that's right yeah the guitar pro demo I that yeah. i did of it uh and i was trying actually to get blaze to sing on it uh however it, it, it kind of blew my budget it was it, it wasn't it wasn't too much I, sh- I should say that it wasn't like a humongous amount of money it was it was it wasn't all right uh, like some but i didn't have that money for for this recording because there was no budget on my part so um yeah so so it, it kind of like went to to sleep this song it, w- it was pretty much done but then it went to like it went to the place where songs go to mature and you know uh, what have you and then uh, Sabaton released a song called uh, The Christmas Truce oh yeah, yeah. Uh, which kind of had me going like hey hang on a minute I wrote a song hang on <laughs> hang on a minute you're out of order uh, so, so I figured hey if they can do do their song I can do mine so uh, it kind of got together pretty quickly. Like just a few, it took just a week or so to get together 
the the thing that took like the longest was pretty much like my my drum programming that was pretty extensive <laughs> work there yeah programming drums takes longer than nailing yeah. them with a drummer <clears throat> and especially if you like want to do it properly like nico yeah. style because yeah, yeah. it doesn't play like the same beats <laughs> for two bars so i had to like program in fills and do all these nuances and whatnot so uh, so yeah, it started with the title and then it got a life of its own and uh, hmm. I'm pretty happy with how it turned out actually. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I didn't know about No Man's Land in uh, 1914. I didn't know that there was like a concept, but uh, as I think it was, yeah, it was uh, Steve from Steve's Iron Maiden Zone said on Twitter that it was the perfect theme for an Iron Maiden Christmas song. So mm-hmm. I guess you nailed it on that one. Yeah, we were talking about before the mics, we started recording that. That's the only sort of Christmassy kind of thing I feel Maiden could tackle without it being kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, I knew. I mean, I, I've uh, I remember hearing about it vaguely about you know that whole truce thing when I was uh, at some point I was a kid. But it's a uh, it's a pretty cool moment. I recall watching a cartoon. This is like early two thousands. It's it's on YouTube actually. It's called War Games. Oh. Uh, it's about these three three lads from from the UK who play play football and whatnot, and then go to war and. Uh, they experience this Christmas truce and well, they die. Sorry oh. to spoil the ending, oh. uh, but it, it's, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty grim one. And and uh, SVT showed it like in time for Christmas for for kids yeah. to watch. Hmm. Uh, so I, I had these images in my head, like still lingering from my childhood. So it, it was kind of easy to like uh, cool. conjure it up. There's a really cool Doctor Who episode about it as well. Yeah, it's I mean it, it's a it's a it's a pretty heartwarming like moment in history actually like in in times when like everything was so grim and shitty and you know. Yeah, cool song. You went with like a post two thousand Maiden sound as well, which yeah, is a yeah, cool move because, I think. Yeah, that's that's really close to like my heart and yeah. It's it's a bit similar to like the style that I written in like for the past for my previous bands and whatnot so it was kind of easy to to go there and it was also nice to be able to do these cliches if you will like mm. oh yeah yeah will, like uh, tropes you know yeah exactly Hitting like the go tropes. for the e, e minor c g d for the uh, chorus and everything uh, like do do that um but it was also kind of nice to be able to like work within that frame of mind like normally i would probably have changed out the chorus for the chorus and probably have done something like a bit more prog in like the midsection and whatnot. But here I could like, okay, I can actually stick with this formula that they've got. And, and it's okay. Yeah. Why don't, nice. why don't we cool go song. ahead? Uh, yeah, let's give it a listen. It's really good. It's a very, like, I, I wanted it to be in... In the style of uh, Harris Gers Dickinson, in a way, it could have been a, like a soul Harris uh, credit, but also Bruce Gers Harris. And I mean, the lyrics are essentially describing the whole process that happened. For months on end, we've held our ground through mud and rain. We've tried to prevail. They told us we'd be home by now December came and still we are here Suddenly I can see someone out there Holding a paper in hand What is this? Could this be? Is this a trick? Or is he 
Yeah, and then uh, I actually the the line that he's singing there, "We're here because we're here." That's actually something that he sang in the trenches. That's cool. They sang it to that melody, to Old Lang Syne, actually. Cool. Oh, that's interesting. No, no, that wasn't cryptic to me. That was really clear and a cool way to end it. Very Harris, I think. Or even actually, yeah, thank I, you. I think Dickinson could have done that too, actually. Kind of sum it up in a, in a phrase like yeah. that. Um, I also got the opportunity to play the first solo and uh, have Christian yeah. playing the, the second solo, which is great. So Yeah, it was, uh, it was brilliant to have you guys on uh, to do that. It was, it was a lot of fun. Now, did you write the solo yourself? Yeah, uh, we wrote our solos, but the rest is everything is Eric. Vocal melodies, oh, yeah, yeah, lyrics, yeah. arrangement, everything. It's his, yeah. it's, it's his song. Like the entire thing, uh, this... Uh, Coolest riff, I think. It yeah, it, it's, it's actually... <laughs> yeah. It's Carol of the Bells. I, I wanted to like sneak that one in cool, without cool. it being too obvious. So, so it's 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 essentially built based on Carol of the Bells, but uh, not in a way that you you would imagine, uh, so to speak. You really like put your smart pants on yeah. that day, uh, yeah, in a good way. One leg at a time, but I put them on. Yeah, in a good one, but in a good <laughs> way. Like well done, well done again. Uh, it was a cool song, and I think uh, it's been played a fair bit already. So some listeners, and you can listen to it on Spotify as well as on on YouTube. Yeah. So uh, and cool. and yeah, for the solos, I would say that uh, I didn't really write my solo because if you get the song from someone, the song writes the solo. You just play it. Uh, that sounds hippie, but it's true. You know, you don't really sit yeah. and like uh, G sharp. Uh, B, uh, you no, know. no, I know. But it's know. just like you hear his song and then it comes in. Like, of course, it has to be something like where you where something. You know. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, that's what's great about doing music together because you get something and you instantly have an idea. Whereas that idea would not have been existing otherwise, you know. So you, you, things activate other things. Yeah. yeah. When I had like the basic uh, structure recorded, like the guitars and the drums, I sent them to Marcus and was like, would you mind singing? Here are the lyrics, here are the melodies, do your thing. Uh, and he's such a pro. I mean, if he had just a wee bit more of like lead singer uh, syndrome or disorder or disease or whatnot, he would have been like... A, a superstar on TikTok and everything, but he's he's a pretty modest guy, and he doesn't like to you know be big and brash. He's a great studio guy. He's just a pro. Is he a fan of Pain of Salvation by any chance? Yeah, he, he is. That's yeah. the first. That was the, the the first like connection I made musically. But I mean, he could do a lot of stuff. I think with that voice. Yeah, he's got like a huge. He's got that range, that metal range that I mm. I, I ain't got. <laughs> no, no, me neither. Me neither. Yeah. Uh, it's nor do I. The baritone curse. Baritone yeah, curse. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So what what I figured we'd do is we'd we'd talk about like I said, uh, metal music in uh, or sorry, Christmas music or metal metal slash Christmas music. Uh, and there's quite a few examples of this. Yeah, and we must address also that we already touched on Paul Deano's Metal Christmas and Blaze Bailey's Metal Christmas. So we're not gonna talk about them. We're not gonna talk about them every year. No, because that'd be kind of boring. Uh, uh, so I, uh, I think I, I, unfortunately I did forget to, uh, inform, uh, the other Eric. I, I don't need to explain who I'm talking to. Cause I was not talking to myself. <laughs> you forgot to inform <laughs> Eric. Thank, thank you. But, but for, for me, for me, it feels good that you, that you're clear with that because I'm a confused man. Now, do you, so, uh, so Eric, uh, Christmas music you do like N- name, like one, you seem to be pretty Christmassy, but. So probably is not a tall, you know, too tall in order. You can probably figure out, you probably have quite a few different ones. Yeah, I have a few ones. Like my favorite, my all, 
I have a few like categories, if you will. So it's gonna <laughs> sure, be, let's go. Of course, yeah, let's go. Like uh, when it comes to like pop Christmas songs, it's uh, Fairy Tale of New York, obviously by the mm, Pogues. That's the. Uh, that's my main 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 Chris- Christmas song, uh, and when it comes to like more hymn wise, uh, it's uh, a Swedish hymn called Bredenväg för Herran, uh, and it's performed by the Real Group on their mm. uh, Christmas album En Riktig Jul. Uh, mm. They're an a cappella group, uh, and yeah, they're amazing. It's a it's an album I grew up with every Christmas, and uh, that version is so tasteful. Love it. It's uh, it's gotta be uh, Christmas Eve Sarajevo by Transiberian Orchestra and or Sabotage. That's like the the metal Christmas song. There's a, there's a, this, there's a horrendous, uh, horrendous might be taken. Actually, no, that's probably accurate. Uh, so there's, there's a dissection song called Elizabeth Bathory. There, he does a bit of spoken word at the beginning, and it does not sound, does not sound good because he can't, he can't speak English for shit. Reiner Wolfcastle and Simpsons. <laughs> Up and at them. Up and at them. <laughs> the song you addressed, Eric, is by a band called um, Tormentor, uh, which I think right. is Hungarian or something. Let's listen to Tormentor for five seconds here. <laughs> sure. Please. This is a story about Elizabeth Bethel. Her blood is also Queen Hungarian blood. 
But that makes more sense because we are barely, but. Very epic. And not very on time. No, but you know, like, I mean, it has its charm. There's been I think it's a great song, but I, I, I guess I'm a little bit questioning to the intro line, clean Hungarian blood. I, I'm not sure I want to venture there, but yeah. No, let's not. Let's not go there. <laughs> let's not go there. Clean Hungarian blood. <laughs> I don't know. A to Z. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> we ended there. It's, yeah, so, it's yeah, Christmas, so the, uh, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Christmas. Christmas in clean Hungarian <laughs> Hungarian uh, Christmas, Christmas in the Carpathians. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that that there you go. That's a good uh, that's a good title for like a black metal Christmas, Christmas anthology. <laughs> uh, Eric Arkham, did you have a song like a failed uh, Christmas song, metal, metal or non-metal? Oh, that I don't like. Oh, there are so many metal songs that uh, Christmas metal songs that I don't like because Santa it, it, Claus is coming to town. Oh boy, I, I don't yeah. Know, man. I mean, I mean. Like most most of the time, when I hear like a uh, when someone says, "Oh, we're gonna do a metal Christmas album," it always sounds so cringy. It's like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, yeah, why?" Yeah. It's it's just just a money grab, honestly. Like mm. especially if they're not like great singers, and it always sounds like rushed in terms of production and everything. Um, I can probably like think of if if I get the list, I can probably pick a particular stinker. But yeah, no, mm. no, no. No, I mean, uh, if I recall from last year, uh, we I, I remember thinking that Blaze's Christmas song was a bit charming, actually. It wasn't as bad as yeah. Paul's. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree, yeah. Crazy, it's, it's crazy fun, Christmas, or something like that. Yeah. That's cute. My, uh, uh, saffron. We forgot oh, about yeah. the, we must the saffron. saffron. Yeah, yes. we must. So, so before we came on, uh, Jonathan showed his uh, saffron bond, Still got some of it here, actually. That is and, not a euphemism. No, no. <laughs> I'd like to double your saffron bun. Sit <laughs> on my saffron bun. Uh, so, uh, and we asked here if it was a thing in the UK with saffron. Said no. You're missing out. It's a beautiful taste. Everyone loves it. Kids and adults alike. So my theory is that it's actually something from the Viking Age. Invaders. That it came with. Uh, with trading over in Vinland and whatnot. So yeah, I yeah. think it has something to do with that, like saffron being a... And I think it was pretty big in the medieval times as well, like used it for coloring your clothes yep. and everything. It's so. got like a, an expensive yellow look to it. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, it's, it's apparently uh, it's, it's, it's quite expensive. Yeah, per, it's uh, more expensive than so. gold, I think. It's a little bit more expensive than yeah. gold, but yeah. also you don't need as much of a chunk of it. You, know? you, don't, you need chunks of gold, you don't need chunks of saffron. No, it's it's actually toxic if you eat too much. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I don't mean that. And like, oh, he's toxic for you. It's like you d you die. Yeah. Well, to be fair, you probably would die from eating gold as well. There's a lot of things, frankly, one should not eat. Serious no. saffron problem going on there. Follow <laughs> us for more serious saffron addiction going. Welcome, 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 to, welcome to things you should not eat. Just <laughs> <laughs> the old Colombian marching powder. <laughs> yeah, like that. yeah. I mean, you should eat cocaine, I guess. Per se. Yeah. <laughs> A white Christmas, right? <laughs>
but my parents, uh, they 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 do like the full on pagan uh, food experience. Well, well, not 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 full on pagan, but you get like they do lutefisk. Traditional. Yeah, traditional. Uh, and my dad actually makes his own blood sausage, which is really good. I grew. I. I, I mean, that's like part of Christmas for me. Like the night before yeah. Christmas Eve, uh, he always made made the sausages like himself, and he used to make um, like pancakes out of the, the 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 batter that he didn't use for for the sausages. And that was like the best part of Christmas, like getting these pancakes with a bit of butter. Uh. But I mean, arguably, Dalarna is the most Swedish in Sweden, kind yeah, of. Yeah, like, like, well, in some uh, way, because Gustav, Gustav Vasa, the first like main king back in the 1500s or so, he he sort of uh, utilized the, the farmers from Dalarna to uh, to um, throw down the Danish supremacy. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So that's a Christmas story for you. Yeah, that's a Christmas story. That's for the next next Christmas song. Yeah. What I do? Hello. Uh, we're talking about overthrowing Danish supremacy by yeah. by, by hands of, of 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 the valleys, you know, Dalarna. Okay, I was going like, the valleys. Valleys and valleys and valleys and valleys. It's good skiing over there too. Good skiing. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Is. Lot of, lots of snow. Hopefully, I like my uh, downhill, and I also like cross country. Very, so very underrated. Very, cross country is very underrated. It's very, very good uh, workout and it's very good. It's beautiful and it's very, nice. very hard. And you bring some hot chocolate and you know, it's a, be- yeah, it's it's a beautiful good. thing. Um, hey guys, I gotta, I gotta go and be a father. somewhat, uh, somewhat decent father uh, at well, this time go. of year. Yeah. Well, but thank you for joining us, man. I hope I've contributed with something yes, Christmassy. Like yeah. there is no end to your uh, fatherly decency. No. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, I, I think. No, no, no. I think, yeah, I think you're a good dad. I think you're a good dad. Most of my friends are, but uh, yeah, it's nice. <laughs> it's it's important to be a good dad, you know. Otherwise, don't be a dad. Yeah, exactly. Way, exactly. <laughs> and that seems like a good, actually, good note to end the Christmas episode on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was good to have you back, though, because it was about time. Otherwise, maybe we'd start feeling a bit weird. Yeah. yeah at, I mean, at this point, I gotta sh- I gotta prove that I'm alive. I mean, I, I did prove that I was alive in the live pod because yeah, I was that's, screaming. That's so funny because I didn't think about that because after I did that joke, you hadn't been on after that, have you? No, <laughs> I haven't been on. Oh shit! <laughs> the key was behind his eye. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, thank you, thank you for joining us, man. Um, it's a death mask. And we'll we'll we'll. <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's put this one on this misery. <laughs> Christmas <laughs> death mask. So, Merry Christmas to all. Merry Christmas to all. Good year.